Welcome to the Cars Guide Holiday Cage Fight, uh, a mini episode to keep us all occupied over the holiday season. I'm Cars Guide Deputy Editor James, and joining me in this ferocious debate where all bets are off, no rules, um, are Deputy News Editor Justin Hello. And, and Senior Journalist Richard. Hello, hello, now, hello. Now, hello, hello, hello. The, the, the topic du jour is classic car EV swaps, clever or criminal? Now, on the affirmative side, that is stating that they are clever is Richard. And on the negative side, um, believing that they are criminal is Justin. We're going to open up with a, a opening statement of intent with a similar statement on the affirmative side, then a similar statement on the negative side. Then we'll have main arguments, closing statements, and we're out. So let's open it up. Richard, I want to start with you. Mm. Why are classic EV swaps a good thing to do? They're clever. They're a very good thing to do. I mean, you know, if, if you look at the definition of criminal, I don't think it's breaking any any laws. Uh, but I think I know what you mean, uh, JC. I think what you're saying is, thank you. Is thank you. it is it a sacrilegious thing? Is it going against the true nature of that car uh, to take out that power plant and replace it with what some would refer as a soulless? strain of electrons um and my argument to that is it's absolutely clever it's clever if you want to keep driving your car it's clever if you want your car to be emission free and um and it requires quite a bit of a uh, cleverness to do it so um i'm going to argue entirely that it's clever and i'm also going to argue that a car does not have a soul thank you very much richard thank you very very good thank you now Justin, um, to oppose that case, let's hear your negative opening statement. Not sure I'm really required here. It seems like Richard just argued both sides of the argument then and, and used some of my uh, points to come. So I'll probably just step out now. Now, uh, uh, Justin, I don't just, think your microphone's working. Oh. <laughs> very funny, very funny. Yes. Uh, no, my, my point is short and simple, uh, unlike Richard's. Classic cars are what? They are classic. And what don't you do, JC? You don't mess with the classics. Full stop. Wow. Don't, don't bring the adjudicator into this. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> loving the way that this is getting personal. Fantastic. Now, I should also Very. mention that mm. um, if anybody goes over time on a completely arbitrary basis, I am going to shoot them. Oh. Gong them. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll keep it relatively brief. Is that and, an actual uh, gong? That is an actual gong. Thank you. Um, you got that last time. Uh, where, where were you when you got that? Uh, yes, it was an episode in Hong Kong that I don't talk about very often. Okay. It was with Fist of Fury, I think it was, that you were about <laughs> extra right. in. That's right. Now, so we've, we've had the opening statements. Richard, it's time for you to get to the heart of the matter, to hit us with the meat of your argument yep. in terms of why it is, in fact, a brilliant thing to do to EV swap your classic car. Oh, well, that was the meat of my argument. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing else to say. No, I do, actually. That was a good the trick um look um look what justin is is going to try and tell all of you out there this is oh. podcast land and, and he's going to try and he's going to offer all sorts of sweets and treats to james cleary 
uh, and bite him over for Christmas and all that type of thing. He's look, Justin's even manipulating your your minds if you're watching on YouTube with a with a with a, an image behind him of probably the greatest BMW M3 ever to to roll down the tarmac. Um, but I reckon nothing would suit that BMW M3 better than a few extra hundred kilowatts and newton meters in the form of a of electric drivetrain um now look my argument here is it's definitely not criminal at all um you don't cars are just machines uh the any type of uh nostalgia any type of passion or any type of soul that uh, uh mr hilliard's going to try and convince you of is completely in the minds of the owners um, they are just a machine and machines don't give a damn what goes inside them. You're not destroying a classic, You're not destroying, it's just it's nuts and bolts. I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now, look, he's going to jump all over this as well. If your washing machine dies and it needs a new drum, right? You go and get a new one, you put it in. If you get a better one, you do it. And cars are just machines. And that's what I'm going to argue. Now, it's a clever thing to do because very, very soon, and when I'm talking in the next 15 years, people are going to be taxed heavily for driving combustion engine cars in their registration. Now, if you, if you swap over to an electric powertrain, you're, you're going to be not only, um, you know, emission-free, but you're, you're going to be given incentives. You'll be able to park wherever you like, not everywhere you like. You'll, be able to, you'll probably be given parking in, in city centres. You'll be able to go into city centres. You won't be able to drive. James, uh, what's your name? Justin's... BMW M3 into the centre of Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, or Brisbane. Even Hobart, even Hobart will get in on it as well. You watch; they'll be the first. They'll be the first. No, it's a it's a very clever thing to do. It's a clever thing to do because right now there are companies which are offering electric power plants for any type of car. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I'm a hot rodder. That's my background. I've got a 1951 Ford, but do you know what it's got inside it? Not an electric powertrain. <laughs> But I tell you what, I tell you what it's got. I tell you what it's got. I took out with my own bare hands the old eight BA flathead engine out of that. Do you know why? Because it was right now, and I have put in a three fifty one V eight from the nineteen late sixties, early seventies, and that's because it's really good and it's all I could afford. Um, and the same goes for electric powertrains as well. The very, very last hot rod that my god bless his soul father-in-law is going to build after building about 12 hot rods throughout his whole life with his own hands from the chassis rails up is he's going to be putting an electric power plant in that car a 1932 ford with an electric powertrain and you know what it's going to go like the clappers and he's going to call it the deuce with the juice now uh um so, Richard, thank mm. you. We'll call time there on yes. your opening statement. Mm. And, uh, Justin, I call upon you uh, to respond. Isn't the whole point, Richard, of a, a hot rod or something like that to put a ridiculous, you know, V8 or something in it that makes plenty of noise and all that no. kind of stuff? I thought, well, that's certainly the impression I've had. I mean, that's the culture <laughs> of hot rods, isn't it? And I, I understand it's shifting and, and things change over time, but you're not a hot you know, rod. That's not a know. classic hot rod, is it? Putting an electric powertrain <laughs> in it. Speaking of classics, cl- uh, cl- classic. 
Speaking of classics, you know, as far as I'm concerned with classic cars, unless it's classic because of its design and it being stationary, you know, yeah, it might have a crappy engine in it and maybe putting an electric powertrain in it would improve it. But generally speaking, you're talking about a classic car, it's probably got more to do with its looks, maybe the way it drives as well. And as you referenced, Richard, I do indeed have an E46 BMW M3 CSL behind me. Now, is that a car you really want to put an electric powertrain in? I wouldn't have thought so because it is a classic car for a reason, not only because of the way it looks, looks great by the way, but also the way it drives. And part of that, of course, is that silky six-cylinder engine that is just lovely. And you are going to take that out of a CSL and replace it with an electric powertrain that doesn't make the same delicious sound, that doesn't have the same feeling. And you're also going to adversely affect the dynamics of that car as well. You're talking about adding a battery to it, electric powertrain. That's a lot of weight you're adding to in this instance, a very lightweight and beautiful car. So you're ruining the balance of that vehicle. You're taking more away than just the engine. And I think that's the thing that we all need to consider here with our classic cars. If you want them to be classic, you got to keep them classic. Don't mess with the formula. You know, you've got to meticulously maintain it, but don't go and modify it. Uh, certainly not to the extent that you're going to take the engine out and replace it. The other thing to keep in as well is I completely acknowledge that uh, you know, we are moving towards an electric future, whether we like it or not. We already have cities in the world like London where you can't get into the CBD without an electric car or a plug-in hybrid. Um, and so, yeah, you're not going to be able to drive your classic car in some places because they won't allow you to come into the city limits. But that's what the country's for. And honestly, you want to be driving a classic car in the country anyway. <laughs> Why would you want to be driving a classic car and bumper to bumper traffic in the city? That's not what you want to do. You want to go out onto a country road. And yeah, who cares if petrol is expensive? Owning and maintaining a classic car can be expensive. It's just all part of the fun, right? So don't, whatever you do, don't take a CSL or any other classic car and take the electric powertrain out of it because you are ruining it. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. Compelling arguments on both sides. Now it is time for a response uh, from the positive case. Um, and Richard, your thoughts in terms of Justin's words there, please. Justin, what happens <laughs> if you were to bring your car into your house and uh, turn it on, start it up and leave it running? I mean, pretty, pretty soon. You are going to, your life is going to end, mate. So what I'm arguing is, is that not only are your combustion engine cars polluting the environment, they're making people sick and fine with electric power plants. Yes, there's, unless it's produced by renewable energies, there are, you know, polluting effects, but we're moving towards a renewable future. And that's, and that's what we're looking forward to. Look, look, I, I, I get it. I get it, Justin. I understand that you don't want to, you know, let go of the past. And, you know, I understand that um, you probably dress up in your, you know, your tweed jacket on the weekend and your, and your little flat cap and you go along to, you know, you join up with your little Goodwood mates and, you know, you head along to these festivals that, you know, and, and revel in um, the past, uh, the, you know, the, I mean, you know, past where, you know, socially, we weren't as advanced as we are today. Um, and that's fine if you want to dwell. You want to dwell in that, that era. Um, but my argument to you is that we've got to move forward in the same way that the engineers of that magnificent vehicle behind you were looking forward. Um, and they themselves were constrained by efficiencies. 
uh, to improve. And they themselves, the very, very people that, are, that, that worked on that car, have are designing electric versions as we speak of the M3, as we speak. Now, is that criminal? I mean, will you, will you denounce these when they come out? Or is your love of motor vehicles going to end when combustion engines end? Does your love of motor vehicles only extend to petrol-powered vehicles? Does the propellant of these vehicles, is that the only thing that you like? Is that what it is? Do you have shares in Shell or BP or one of these other companies? Is that what it is? Is that what it is? It's All I'm saying is we can still have beautiful cars and we can still enjoy them, but do they need to be powered by a flammable liquid with known polluting effects, Justin? And that's my argument to you. You can still have your beautiful M3 and it can run on electricity. It'll And, you know, your argument that it's going to be heavier, well, I tell you what, it'll have less moving parts. It'll be cheaper to maintain and service. And I would argue that it won't, it won't be as heavy as all your big, clunky iron, you know, engines, mate. So, look, my argument is... <laughs> it's definitely, definitely a clever, it's, it's obviously clever. I understand. I understand that he's upset. I understand that he's very tired to, tied to the old world of, of doing things, you know? Um, but I, I ask you, do you wash your clothes by hand, Justin, or do you use a washing machine? Do you, do you have a dishwasher in your house? At nighttime, do you watch a television? All of these things, all your favourite things in the world are powered by electricity, Justin. Even the very fact that we're able to have this conversation is powered by the one thing that you are calling criminal. Order, order, order. Thank you. Oh, I couldn't hear the goals. Thank you. Clever. Okay. It's just, okay. Look, okay. It, it might not be nice. It might not be. Look, it's not criminal. It is literally <laughs> clever. It is literally clever, mate. And it's okay, fun. Justin. Justin, over to you. Take the stage. What it's worth, Richard, I actually live in a cave and there's a petrol generator out the front providing my uh, power here, so uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> muted. <laughs> Rightfully so, I would say. Hey, uh, Richard, it seems like you've forgotten something called relativity, right? So these days, you know, we're seeing a lot of electric cars, a lot of hybrid cars. That's the generation, right? But we are talking about classic cars. We're talking about the past. We're talking 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And back then, electric cars weren't really a thing, at least from a mainstream perspective. So I have no issue with electric cars. I've got no issue with an electric M3 in the future. But the CSL wasn't born electrified, as an example. It was born with a beautiful six-cylinder engine. And again, it is criminal to take it out. If you go to a car meet, well, not even that, if you're just walking down the street and you see a beautiful Ferrari or Lamborghini or something like that approaching from the distance, you obviously see that car because usually it's a very bright colour um, and you appreciate the design. But another thing, the thing that probably makes you pay attention to that car first is the sound it's generating from its V12, V8, whatever it may be, right? That is such an alluring aspect of certain classic cars. And you want to take that away. You want it to come with complete silence. You want people to not even turn around and appreciate these cars because you're taking away the thing that draws most people in. Now, I don't think cars literally have souls. I actually wrote an opinion piece about it. It may have been published by now, but cars don't have souls. It's all <laughs> what you as the owner put onto them, right? But you still cannot deny the fact mm. that sound is a very important part of a classic car. 
Now, I completely appreciate extending the life of a classic car, being able to drive it into a city by having an electric powertrain and all that kind of stuff. But you are taking away the essence, soul, whatever you want to call it, of that vehicle, even though they don't literally have souls. But you are taking that away. And that, again, is an absolute crime. Wow. Okay. We've reached the point where it's, Richard, a brief rebuttal, please. Your closing statement. You need to wrap it up. Address anything you've just heard. Where are we at? I'm in shock. Are you saying deaf people can't enjoy a classic car? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're saying? That the only good thing about a classic car, the one thing that lures you in is the sound, not the styling, not the feel of the leather seats, the tangible things that you can hold in your hands, you gaze your eyes upon. Justin, I don't think I need to rebut. My only argument (laughs) is that it's just clever. It's not criminal. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you, Richard. That's it now. Justin, your closing final statement, uh, a response to what Richard has just said and your overall position, please. I I think it should be an apology. No no apologies needed here. Uh, Yes, deaf people can definitely enjoy cars, Richard. Absolutely. But what I was saying... You can't enjoy the main part of it. I didn't say it it was the main part. I just said it's what makes most people turn around Go back through the tape and listen to what he said. Oh, no, no. I said that they turn around, then they get to appreciate the design, all those other things, the leather seats, whatever, from the car itself. But the sound is what makes most people turn around, right? And by taking that away, you're taking away the soul, dare I say, of that particular vehicle. And again, to my earlier point as uh, well, you are going to affect the way that that particular vehicle drives. Yeah, you might have faster acceleration, a lower center of gravity. Maybe it doesn't roll as much through the corners, but you are going to affect the balance of that vehicle. You put a big battery in there. If you actually want to go anywhere, you're going to try and find space for a larger battery. Otherwise, you're going to be driving really short distances. So with a larger battery comes extra weight, again, affecting the dynamics of that car. And you just don't want to mess with the classics. Okay, there it is. There it is, people. He's a monster. He's a monster. You've heard both sides of this one, and it is your turn to give us your opinion. Which argument wins out here? Uh, If you're listening uh, or viewing, please let us know in the comments, and uh, we'll we'll get back to you when we're back um, in the new year. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Mr. Richard, uh, working all the, uh, the dials and buttons in the background, and we'll see you for the next Cage Fight.